Okay, thanks for joining us today. I'm here with Ron Spector, who runs ANZI, part of the ANZ family. Ron, um, you've been with us a few years. ANZI, what's the, I guess people will be asking what's the I for, uh, but what exactly does ANZI do? Tell us a little bit about the team and, and, and where we are in the stage of development. Okay. Well, the I, I made up because my official title is too long to say or write and it was getting garbled. So the I can mean whatever you want because I'm an impressionist painter, but uh, more importantly, it's for innovation and investments, which are the two tools we use to try to drive value back to ANZ and its customers by engaging with uh, the broader innovation ecosystem uh, globally and specifically around FinTech. Yeah, now FinTech is sort of a buzzword at the moment, everybody talking about it. And I guess, you know, most banks around the world are, interested spending money investing partnering trying different models some have fun some do it in-house etc what would we, we've sort of got multiple legs with the names that i just want to talk through what those legs are and the approach uh we've taken yeah sure um and i agree with that. i think fintech is a bit like big data it means all things to all people um yeah. i break it down i, I break uh, fintech into two categories there's financial services technology which has been around a long time. Um, and that's a sector that creates technology that, that banks and other financial institutions consume as customers and utilize to develop products and services that they then pass through to their customers um, or enablement capabilities. And then I think what the world is now calling more FinTech are new disruptive uh, companies that are trying to iterate on products and services to compete with um, banks and other uh, non banking financial services company. So it's, I kind of break it into those two categories. Um, I think our, uh, our approach is a little bit different than our peers globally. And part of that was experiential. I had worked in and also seen and helped set up a number of these functions. And you and I had had many conversations talking about how we wanted to do it differently. Um, and I think the idea was to have an integrated function that would bring the venture portfolio model to innovation for corporates. And by that, what I mean is, is, is investing and partnering with leading emerging growth companies that have products or services that we could benefit from by providing to our customers or our bankers, um, but also where there was white space in the market or where there wasn't a company we could partner with, we have the freedom to actually build and deploy those solutions ourselves. So we can find the white space in home ownership or small business, or even in some cases in tech, and incubate and build a solution and launch it. So the way I describe it is, is I have the, envy, uh, the enviable position of being able to build something myself and launch it for ANZ. We can invest and partner, or we can just partner. And in some cases, we can even acquire companies. So I have every tool in the toolkit of innovation that you need to be successful. And by taking a portfolio approach, we hope to have a lot of these um, uh, initiatives and bets in market and over time build up a portfolio that will start generating significant value back to ANZ and our customers. How do you deal with it? We've talked about it, but just to, for people listening or watching, um, you know, we're a big company, you know, we've, I don't know, a market cap 60 billion or something or other, and we've got 40,000 people and all that other stuff. Inevitably, a lot of the stuff we're doing in your space is certainly in the beginning is small. And so, you know, they're, they're small teams, they've got really good ideas and, you know, even, in, even if they're growing at some exponential rate, it'll take a long time period before they really, you know, that you would notice it's something like ANZ. So why do we bother? Do you want to just like talk about what's the real benefit? Because it isn't shifting the needle 
today or even probably next year in our share price where people can say, I can see the benefit of that right now. No, I think you're right. Um, successful functions like this one take three to five years to build and they really do to get to scale. And you start seeing the benefit generally around year three and four, but the benefits start becoming tangible in years five, six, and seven. And that, that's just data. You can go and look at these programs that have been done for the last 20 or 30 years because exactly that point, it takes time to build the infrastructure, the relationships and, and the scale. And no one proposition will ever move the needle for you, Shane. <laughs> it's, yep. it's the nature of the beast. But the hope is the aggregation of all of these opportunities will in fact have a meaningful impact on the bank as the bank uh, goes forward. We can also be a speedboat ahead of the bank to look out for opportunities and risks by being out in the global um, innovation ecosystem. We can identify trends, we can identify risks, we can identify opportunities that the bank can bring in and take action on. Um, and then I think importantly, uh, we're planting the seeds for the future because banking today will not be banking today tomorrow. It's going to look different, it's gonna be different. And unless we plant a lot of these seeds um, and de-risk the fact that we're assuming that banking will just be a digital version of today, I think the risk profile is very high. So I think part of it, we may never see the value. It will have been a hedge. Some of it, we're gonna see tangible value, but in the aggregate across all of these companies. And then in some cases, we're just gonna learn things that we never would have learned unless we were out in the world, as opposed to relying on an analyst report. So I think it kind of serves all of those. Um, and in fact, I think we're having this conversation later in the week, how we articulate that into specific outcomes that we can track for a $60 billion company, that is the hardest, by far that is the hardest thing that we have to do. The rest of it I think is well, well understood, but how do we get alignment with you and the shareholders and the board and Exco on how big enough is big enough? We've asked this ourselves and I know people will be thinking, well, why do you, you know, why do you have to own a piece of, why do you have to own 5% or 10% or 20% of something? Uh, what's the value of that as opposed to why can't you just partner with these people and be a customer of theirs to get their services into to your, um, into the family of ANZ? Um, I think the simple answer is, is it changes the psychological dynamic of the relationship. It just does. Um, when I show up and I say, hey, I'd like to be a channel partner. I want to take your product and sell it to my customers. That's strictly a commercial relationship. Um, and there's certainly value in it and you certainly can execute on it. When I'm talking to a portfolio company and we're actively helping them grow outside of ANZ and we're evangelizing them inside of ANZ into our customers from an ownership perspective, it just psychologically is a completely different relationship. What they ask of us is different. What we ask from them is different. And also, frankly, uh, it helps in the bank. So when we go to a business unit and we're talking about a great new product or solution that one of our companies has, the dynamic of that when we say, by the way, we are an investor, we are on the board, we're an active participant in this company's yep. life cycle. We really want to partner with them. The dynamic changes completely versus, oh, it's another vendor trying to sell me something, get in the back of the queue on, there's a roadmap, you know, we, have, we get that every day. So I think fundamentally it changes the relationship. And frankly, it invests us emotionally, not just financially into their success. And they become emotionally invested in our success. Um, yeah. And I think that's proven out over the years when you see the better, when groups do it well, you see much greater positive outcomes than just purely contractual relationships. Yeah. So talk through the portfolio, the sort of the, because there's sort of a few clusters there without getting into all the details, but yeah. There is. So we, we are a very strict thesis-based investor. So we only look within the financial services tech and fintech space. 
We um, are interested in all enabling technologies, so things that help with data, help with security, help with business efficiencies. But strategically, we are focused in the small business ecosystem because that is strategic focus for the bank. We're focused on all things home ownership, which includes everything from what we do in the bank, but also the entire journey of purchasing, managing, owning, selling a home. And then we're very focused on the open data and the trading capital for the side of the business because data underpins everything we do at ANZ. And in fact, it underpins most businesses today. And then on the institutional side, all things trading capital flows. You know, our investment in Airwalks is a good example of that, where we're looking to enhance the product and service capabilities of that side of the bank. So within those areas um, is our strategic focus. And then we try to look for emerging growth companies that actually have products or services that are deliverable now, or with whom we can co-develop products and services and launch down the track, preferably both. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point for those. When we do get into the portfolio, there's, there's some that are, you know, set up on their own, got customers growing and, and we can help and partner. And then there are others that we've actually built things together, you know, in partnership yeah. where we bring what we've got to the table, they bring what they've got and we're able to do that. I think it's really exciting. The other thing just in passing, I mean, I know from my perspective, one of the great things about this is you learn a lot, right? And you learn a lot by listening to generally very entrepreneurial, excited, passionate uh, people who have done pretty amazing things with very little generally. And so I think there's also an inspirational element in there. And I think um, I, I think it's been great for our people, the people in ANZ just to have exposure to that, that group of people out there who, who you know, we, we come from this big organization. There's lots of things to love about big organizations, but there's lots of things to love about these small um, sort of more nimble firms. And I think, you know, the plan here is to get the best of both worlds. And how do you marry those two things together to create something really special? Exactly. And, and that, if we get the chemistry right, if we get the best of what we bring and the best of what they bring, you end up with magic. And that's what we're trying to do with some of our joint ventures that we're partnering with our portfolio companies on. But also I think what you just said is really, really important. We're investing in people who get up every day and are trying to do one thing better than everybody else in the world. And that passion, it's, they're not trying to do 20 things. Some of them are doing three now because they're more mature, maybe four. But their business model is focused very, very definitely on solving a problem better than anybody else. We get up every day and we have to run this very large, complex organization and serve millions of customers across hundreds, if not thousands of products. So yeah. having those people sit there and interface with our people, you, get, you just get a fantastic outcome because you get that vision and that focus and that passion of the entrepreneur. And then you get, well, here's how the real world works operationally when you're actually at our level of the game. And I think the cross learning there is fantastic. Um, and it's part of the, the soft benefits that you get from being in this business that aren't quantifiable in the spreadsheet. This is that, how do we tap into the innovation and the passion and the culture and bring that, some of that little magic fairy dust back into the bank and help us do better. Yeah, well, that's great. So um, hopefully over this series, people will start to see some of the businesses that are already out in market and get a bit of an insight into some of the things that we'll be launching uh, through ANZ as well. So it's a really exciting period, particularly over the coming months as more and more of those things become visible. So thanks very much, Ron. Thanks for the chat. And uh, we're really looking forward to being able to show um, people what we've got going in ANZ I. It's a great series. I love it. Thanks, Shane. Thank you for listening to Blue Notes. This podcast was produced by the Blue Notes editorial team with music by Kevin McLeod. 
Blue Notes is a publication of ANZ Banking Group.